Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to our first online uh, real live service at Renewal Life Church. Woohoo! Right? <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm just uh, looking on my phone here, right here, checking all the people coming in from uh, the Netherlands, South Africa, Portugal, uh, Boston, New Hampshire, Maine. Oh my gosh, Australia is watching us. And my goodness, the family of God all over the world. So cool. So cool. I am looking at this uh, beautiful uh, sanctuary that we just built recently. We put a lot of work into this place. It's so gorgeous in here. But I tell you, it's empty. <laughs> and, and what's more beautiful is you, the people that come every week to fill these chairs and to worship and to praise God and to, and to together be the family of God. You are beautiful. You are the one that is beautiful. The church is indeed us, the people, not the building, right? So anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome from all over the world and, and from our community. I wanted to say thank you to our uh, team of volunteers, amazing people, uh, just coming together, putting together everything, our tech team, you know, all the singers, everybody with the building, doing everything to put together in record time, uh, this all set up for us to be able to come to you in this platform. Uh, so we, we, just, uh, we just ask you to please continue to pray for, you know, government officials, uh, agencies of... Uh, health organizations, all these uh, people at work teaming up, uh, trying to work as fast as possible in mitigating this rapid evolving situation that we're living right now. I covet your prayers for uh, first responders all over the world, law enforcement, medical personnel, working in hospitals, sometimes double shifts and trying to, you know, keep things up. Uh, I'm thinking of Truck drivers, the guys that drive our food to our stores, and the people that are, you know, stacking those shelves in record time so we can actually get to the store and have everything we need. All these people that are running hard to help us uh, overcome and get past the situation, pray for them. Pray for the strength, pray for the ability, the supernatural ability of God to strengthen everyone. Uh, also, Please pray for pastors and their leadership teams in our community. I'm reminded of the churches in our community as we fellowship with other churches, but also in our state, throughout the state, throughout the United States, in our country, and then all over the world, really. You know, so many pastors uh, having a challenging time right now. But we are looking to the Lord to strengthen us, to cause us to overcome. So it's our sincere prayer and hope that... Uh, the Lord would see fit for us to meet together again real soon. But until then, we're going to use the platform that we have available to us, this one, which is great, isn't it? Isn't this amazing that we're able to actually connect with each other and still be in fellowship, even though the circumstances are what they are? Um, this morning, I, I want to take this opportunity not to come in here and give yet another opinion or my opinion of what's going on because I know that wouldn't do much but rather than that I want to take this opportunity to ask you to consider 
the Word of God. I ask you to consider what the Word of God says and what the Word of God has to offer us in such a time as this. We, we are growing in anxiety and stress and fear. Uh, you know, the communities around us are going through all these uh, difficult, you know, circumstances and, and everyone is reacting different to all this. But let me tell you, the living Word of God is a safe place to go to. It is a very good place to go to, and it's not going to change. Unlike the news, unlike the circumstances, unlike what's going on around us, it's just this evolving thing, changing every hour. It's hard to even keep up. It's almost overwhelming, keeping up with the changes in the news and everything. But I encourage you, turn your heart, turn your attention, turn your affection, even your time to the Word of God. Because it is a safe place to go to, and it's not going to change, right? In the very words of Jesus, Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, Jesus made it real clear. He said, listen, heaven and earth, even heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, those living words, they will never die or pass away. They are steady and strong. They stay steady in unstable times. Every promise of God, every intent, every thing that God has said and promised is yes and amen, period. And it's not going to change even though we are in a constant changing situation right now. Because of our uh, current uh, need for social distance or the requirement for us to have social distance, we have to create this uh, physical limit, right? Uh, you know, we have to kind of reduce our interaction with each other, which is a bummer because we love to hug each other and be together and, and, and be a family. We love that, especially in our church here. Uh, we are a very affectionate community in that way. But um, even though we have to create social distance for the reasons we know, I want you to know that our love for each other is not restricted or contained. We can love each other even more deeply at this time. We're not, we're not reduced to pray for each other. We're not contained to pray even more for each other. Uh, we, we're not held back to encourage each other. So these things continue uh, as, as we fellowship through different methods now, but we continue uh, pouring out deep affection to each other, even though our limited physical interaction is, is like missing a little bit. Uh, I'm reminded of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore, encouraging or encourage one another and build up one another, right? Take every opportunity, whether it's through social media or phone call, whatever it is, encourage, you know, pour out encouragement toward each other. Because I'm telling you, people are just, you know, being flooded and bombarded with negative information and fear. And uh, we are the ambassadors of Christ to bring hope, to bring life, and to say, listen, there's encouragement here. God is doing something here. And uh, God, God, God did not bring us here to now say, oh, well, no, He did not bring us here to now abandon us. So even in the midst of all this, we are the agents of encouragement, the ambassadors of hope, the ambassadors of love, those that speak forth uh, the hope that is renewed every day. I was talking to someone yesterday that said to me, uh, they called and they said, I've been in front of the TV 24-7. I said, get off the TV. Because if you spend that much time, all 
my TV is on 24-7. I need to be in the know. Well, I tell you, I suggest to you, I ask you to consider, turn off the TV, go to your living word and start to eat from the living word. Start to look into renewing your hope through the things that never change. Uh, this, is, this is a time where we're being bombarded on a daily basis with conflicting information regarding the evolving situation. And there's so many opinions, so many views, even so many prophetic things being put out. And it's almost overwhelming to keep up with it, right? But let me tell you, if you go to the Word, it is a safe place. It is a place where you will eat and be satisfied. And when you go back to the table of the Lord, it's going to be there again. And it's, it's this table of abundance that has everything you and I need for such a time as this that we are trying to overcome. But let me tell you, we, we have a choice. We have a choice to what we give our heart to, right? We have a choice to what we consume as much as we have a choice on what food we take, on, on what choices we make out of the menu. We have a choice to what we give our hearts to and our attention to. Um, I encourage you, go to the Word, go to the Word, go to the Word. You can only come out of there strengthened and stronger if you go to the Word. You can only come out of there with more hope if you go to the Word, right? So listen, Philippians 4.12, the very well-known a very well-known chapter of Philippians that is used for so many things to, to, to confirm and prove so many things. There's another part to it now that we are living out of that scripture that is unprecedented to us, right? Um, many people go quote scripture and say, I can do all things, you know. That's that old part. But now we are actually living through the other part. So Paul goes on to write, I know what it is. To be in needs. And I know what it is to have plenty. And for us here in America, where we are, we certainly know what it is to have plenty, don't we? We have plenty. We have more than we need. We have way more than we need. Every day we've always had more than we need. We know what it is to be in plenty. But Paul was saying there's another place that you can be secure in God. And even go through a place where you are in need. Such a time as this. You know, the limitations we have with the things we need in the stores. And all the, all the complications of not getting everything we need and all that. But listen, Paul goes on to say this. I have learned, pay attention to this. I have learned the secret. The secret. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation. Whether I am well fed or hungry, whether I am living in plenty or in wants. Uh, the New Living Translation says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. So Paul speaks of this uh, secret place. There's a secret place of being content in your heart in every circumstance or situation. And we as a people of God right now are being challenged to grow into that place. To understand that place. That in all things we can be satisfied. We can be content. Because we know that our hands are every breath. We know that every thought of our minds, every day of our lives has been ordained by God. Right? 
the, the, the steps of the righteous have been ordained by God. So whatever is coming tomorrow and the next day, we know it's been ordained by God. So we have to grow into this place of settling down our hearts and being content in that secret place of His presence in spite of the things around us. And I'm not talking about hiding and ignoring the reality of what's going on around us. Uh, we have to still practice social responsibility, all the things we have to do, but not to where it takes over our hearts and minds. Our hearts are already taken. Our hearts are already hiding in the secret place of His presence. And in Him, we are content. Whatever we are doing today or tomorrow or whatever is to come, I am content. I know how to live with everything I need and even live through times that I don't have all that I think at least I need. I, I think that starts with placing value and appreciating with, with a heart of thanksgiving how great and how generous God has really been to each of us. I'm telling you, you start thinking about how good God is and you, you begin to like renew your strength and renew your hope. You start thinking about you know, all the times He has delivered us, all the times He has provided for us, all the times He's made a way for us. And you start to kind of like grow hope and grow in this place of confidence and grow in faith because you know God, is, God has blessed us through many things. God has delivered us through many things. God has brought us this far. So we, even though we are being stripped from a few things that we think are super hard, and let me tell you, in all honesty, for us here in America, it's so much easier than the rest of the world's. We're not really being stripped from much every day. We're being restricted and contained from a few things. But there are so many people across the world going through so much more. So, but even in that place, I'm telling you this morning, count your blessings. Consider how good God has been to you. Consider how He has blessed you, delivered you. Consider that He sent His Son to trade His life for yours. Consider how many times He has delivered us through hard circumstances and made a way and provided for us, you know. Uh, you start doing this and you realize, man, God is so good to me. I have no reason to believe that even in the midst of these adverse circumstances we have, I have no reason to believe that He won't provide, deliver, protect, and cause me to overcome. Because that's, that's who He is. That's what He has done all along. Uh, you know, my, my, my go-to chapter for anything. I have a chapter in Scripture, Romans chapter 8. It's good for any situation. I'm telling you, whether it's emotional, financial, whether it's, uh, you know, concerning family, work, professional, whatever it is, go read Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, will just, you know, it'll just wake you up to reality. It'll just bring you to a place of deep faith, you know. Uh, Romans 8.32 Talking about the Father. He, the Father, who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him, Jesus, He gave Him up for all of us. How will He not, how will He not also, along with Him being Jesus, graciously give us all the things that we need? How will He not? It's a question that the, the Scripture actually is putting on us, you know. We go, to, we go to the Word for answers, right? Well, sometimes there are questions there, you know? If, if God, in, in, 
in, in, in the immense power, the glorious power of heaven, gave up His Son for you, how will He not give you graciously all the other things that you and I need for this time right now, for the crisis we're in, for the situation we're dealing with, right? we all trying to navigate the situation the best way we can. we all trying to overcome, make the best decisions, be socially responsible. We're doing our part. But the word of the Lord is saying, think about this. Give your heart to this. If He has given up His Son for you, how will He not give you all things that you need for such a time as this? All things mean all things in provision. When so much is at stake, right? I mean, we, we know of people, hours being cut, you know, jobs being laid off, and uh, small businesses struggling to stay afloat, you know, the loss of income. Churches, our case, you know, churches struggling to keep up with its bills and trying to, you know, people are not coming. What are we going to do? Churches all over the world, all over, the, all over, you know, trying to keep up with their financial responsibilities. Families wondering about the mortgage and what are we going to do a month from now, Two months from now, you put on the news and man, the, the, the report is that the economy is going to crash so bad. We're not going to be able to survive. Turn the TV off and turn to the Word of God. God will graciously give you all the things that you and I need. How will He not? He has so far. There is so much that it seems like we are losing right now. But I want to tell you that. I think we are gaining a lot right now as well. I think that right now we are in a place of going so deep in God. We are being challenged to such a great place. This whole situation offers this unique opportunity for us to go deep, for us to be strengthened, for us to advance in our faith. And that very thing that Paul was telling the Philippians, listen, whether we have stuff or not, whether we have guarantees for tomorrow or not, I am content in a secret place. I am content in a secret place. I am growing stronger. And I know, I know not because I feel something or because somebody wrote a great book about it. Because the word says that he will graciously give me all the things that I need. All the things that I need. How will he not? Even during this challenging time. We have no reason to believe that God will not be who God is, even in the midst of these circumstances. So, so, I appeal to you, we have a choice. We have a choice to choose. You have to choose to be chosen. You know, Steve in our church says that all the time. We are chosen, but we have a choice to make. We have to choose what we give our hearts and minds to during this time. Do we want to feed ourselves the frenzy and panic? Or do we want to give our hearts to the Word and go and dwell in that secret place of assurance and of faith? By faith, I encourage you, do not lose sight. Do not back down of Hebrews 12. This is a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Everything else can. Everything else is being shaken. Everything else can be shaken and is being shaken. But... This kingdom, this kingdom that was initiated, founded, put together before the foundations of the earth. It cannot be shaken. It cannot be shaken. God said so. It cannot be shaken. When you start to put on that cap of understanding, 
you realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. You begin to slow down. Your, your hope is renewed. And you know that God is obviously in the midst of this. And he's going to do what he promised he would do. This kingdom can only expand and advance, my friends. And the kingdom is in you. The kingdom is activated by Christ in you. Christ, the hope of glory. This kingdom is, is bursting from you. This kingdom is alive in you. So you activate the kingdom rather than give your energy and all your ability and, and, and all the things you can do to the situation. Rather give it to the kingdom. This kingdom is not built by the hands of man. That's why it cannot be shaken. It's a wall of living stones. Hallelujah. It's a wall of living stones that dwells in a secret place. In a place of security. In a place that, uh, you know what? I know who Jesus is. And he has made a covenant with me that is forevermore. It's never going to change. I was talking to somebody yesterday that is having trouble in their relationship. And they were telling me, oh, this person, now that I needed him the most, you know, with this whole deal, this whole crisis, he bailed out and left. And I was able to say, listen, you are in a secure relationship with Jesus. Jesus is going nowhere. Jesus has come to stay and he has made a covenant with us that is forever. Regardless of pestilence, regardless of adversity, regardless of a change of circumstances, He's made a covenant to be with you and to cause you to overcome, to lead you into victory all the days of your life. Um, you know, right now, many people are looking for uh, answers, you know, in their faith, genuine questions about faith and about understanding uh, some of the things that are taking place. And I want to tell you this. As we are going through all this, uh, this, this, this shallow place of faith where you just take a few Bible verses, a bunch of scriptures and blend them together like a smoothie, you know, vegetables and fruit. And, and, and you just make it that is so appealing to the consumer. That type of faith is not going to cut it right now. We are being called to a deep place. We are being called to be established in the Word of God. We are being called to live in a deep place right now where we dwell in a secret place. Right now, there is nowhere to go. Think about it. There's actually a very positive part to all this, you know. Before, we could run out of state, or we could go to another country, or we could just, you know, run here and run there and run there, or run to that person that we're not supposed to go to, or be codependent. But right now... We can go anywhere. We have to go to the Lord. <laughs> that's actually a good thing that's going on, I think. It's causing us to grow deep. It's causing us to turn to the Lord. It's causing us to consider that God has to deliver me now. That God is for me, right? So we are being called to a deep place. We are being called to a deep place. And I tell you, after, after all this is gone, I, I believe it will be gone soon. After all this is gone, we're going to be coming out stronger. We're going to be coming out deeper. We're going to be coming out worshiping from a greater perspective of who God is and what God can do. Because when no one else could, He delivered me. He provided for me. And I tell, we, we have to speak these things against what we're looking at and hearing. Because if we start to do the numbers, put on the news, look at everything, do the calculations... 
listen to the economists and, and, and the financial brains of the world, we're not going to be able to keep up with a mortgage. We're, going to be, we're all going to be in trouble. But once you turn that off and turn to the Lord, you begin to realize <laughs> His promises are yes and amen. God did not bring us here to now let us go. The kingdom is at end. We are moving forward and we are going deeper. We're only going to be in a greater place with God during this and after this. I am not surprised, my dear friends, that after this is out and we pass this, that our churches across the world would break into a massive revival. That is what happened in the 1800s. That is what happened in times of pestilence. You go study pestilence and problems and pandemics all over the world throughout history. That's what happened to the church when the church gets squashed and pushed into a corner. So it be expecting God to do something you've never seen before. <laughs> We've been desiring that anyway. We've been desiring for us to see the glory of God fill the earth. And, and this might very well be the opportunity that God has to do that with us. These last few days, um, you know, we've heard so many people making so many speculations on how this situation will affect people to, you know, years to come, the things to come. And, you know, all the, all the speculations that just cause so much fear and insecurity. But I want to remind you of this today. The earth is not ahead of heaven. The earth is not ahead of heaven. Heaven is a step ahead of the earth. And I was thinking about this so deeply last night, and I was like taking comfort in the very thing I was writing down. I was like, yes, God. The, the earth is not running ahead. Heaven is running ahead. Heaven is a step ahead of the earth. And what is taking place in the earth right now is not going to stop heaven because heaven is actually ahead. Heaven is moving right along with a master divine plan that God has initiated before the foundations of the earth and that God intends to complete as He has promised. This master divine plan for the earth includes God's glory filling the earth like the waters cover the seas. So that's what's coming. That's what's coming. Take comfort in that. Heaven is not limited or confined right now. We, the people of God, are, are experiencing some limitations because of the circumstances. We may be living right now from a place of limitation, but a place of limitation does not limit God. A place of limitation does not limit God. The Spirit of God is not contained or confined right now. The Spirit of God is moving. A place of restriction does not restrict the hand of God. There is no such thing, there is no such place where God would be restricted. If His hand moves, His hand moves. I often think of the time that the Israelites were actually in captivity in Egypt. And uh, they were in a place of captivity, living under the great Egyptian you know, setup at the time. And they were limited as slaves. They were in a place of limitation. They had a period of limitation. But let me tell you, during that time, even then, God was strengthening them, causing them to multiply. Uh, they were multiplying themselves, getting healthier, stronger, growing by the number. And at the same time that their oppressors, being the Egyptians, were actually fighting wars and dying by, by, by thousands to try to keep their power, 
the people of God that were in containment, in a place of limitation, were being made stronger, were increasing in number. So even in a place of limitation, God is able to bless you, to strengthen you, to cause you to be in a stronger place, right? The Israelites were actually, you know, they didn't even know yet, but they were being prepared and blessed by God. In the condition of slaves in a place of limitation, they were being prepared by God to enter into the greatest journey of their lives. They were about to see what they had never seen, the very promise of God. They were about to be released. So even in a place of limitation, they were being prepared. I'm telling you, I so believe that God is preparing us right now to see things we have never seen before. To, for the earth to see the hand of God and the people of God arise in such a state of, of faith and power and belief, in such a deep place of understanding the character of God, in, in such a perspective of who the Father is, that I'm telling you, we're about to see things we have never seen before. Take comfort in that, even in the midst of these circumstances, even in the midst of this challenging time. Open your heart. Even now that we have more time, you know, if you will, to, to be home and we have to stay home. Take more time. Be intentional about taking more time to giving your heart to the word of the Lord with no limitation, no restrictions. Allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you and prepare you to enter the greater promises of God for your life yet. This is su such an exciting time. I mean, it, it's... It's a bummer to have to deal with all the things we're dealing with. It's scary in a way and all that. But man, the things that God is preparing for us right now yeah. are so much greater. Yeah. Even in the midst of what it seems like a place of confinement and a place of limitation right now, God is able. God is increasing us, establishing us, causing us to grow stronger in preparation for things to come. You remember this, you are secure in Jesus. That's all you need. Well, now we have to go to God because that's all we have. Well, all you have is all you need. You have all that you need, right? Remember last time they, they, they said, take all you need, take all you want. What a feeling. Take all you want. All you have is all you need right now. He is not planning to bail out on you because things are getting a little... You know, out of hand or difficult or fearful. He has plans to marry the church. He has plans for His glory to fill the earth. He has plans to cause the mission of the church to succeed. He has plans to complete the work, the good work He has begun in you. This is the plan of God. His promises to deliver you are yes and amen. His promises to keep you, to protect you, to strengthen you are all in place and ready to go. Hallelujah. Listen. Run and dwell. Not for hiding, but run into the hiding place under the shadow of His wings. Run into that secret place that Paul was talking about. Where you become content where you are. <laughs> I'm going to go home after this because you guys are not here. It's empty, so I'm just going to go home. But I am content that I am here now. And when I get home, I am content that I'm able to be home. And if I don't have all that I want, I have all that I need. We all have all that we need right now. And we are content. And whatever comes tomorrow, learn to be content in that secret place. Who can forget Psalm 91, right? Whoever 
whoever, whomsoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Think about that for a minute. This is the real living Word of God. There is a secret place where you can rest even now. You can take a rest in a secret place. Whoever you are and whatever circumstances you have. I know there's people watching from uh, South Africa. I'm looking at my phone here. Netherlands, South Africa, you know, Portugal, Australia, so many places. Whoever you are and whatever you're dealing with, whatever your surrounding circumstances are, I want to tell you this right now. Dwell in a shelter of the Most High because it's a secure place to take a rest. Take off. Come off the road and go into the resting area and just take a rest out of this uh, very noisy situation that is bombarding us with information right now. Uh, uh, my prayer is that you would rest. That's my prayer for this week, that as we continue to overcome and be socially responsible, do all the things we got to do, follow the instructions of the health authorities, and, and do all those things that are important for us to do. In the midst of all that, rest in a secret place. Rest in a secret place. Um, I want to encourage you, those of you that are watching from home, or maybe you are together with a few people, after we're done here, after we close, pray with somebody. Prophesy over somebody. Maybe if it's your kids, your colleague, your spouse, whoever, pray for them. If your kids are sleeping or your husband or wife has already gone to bed, I know some of you guys are ahead of us in time. Go to the room and just speak, even if they're sleeping. Speak a word of prophecy over them and say, you shall rest in Jesus' name. Be in a place of rest in your heart. Join hands with your uh, you know, family or friends, whoever you're with, and, and, and pray that over each other. Speak, prophesy, you shall be at rest. You shall be in a place of rest, in a secret place of the Most High. And, and begin to pour hope to each other. Um, I am posting little videos every day on WhatsApp to try to encourage people if you are in our church community. But uh, we'll continue to do that. But there's many ways for you to be intentional, intentional about this and be connected. Go on FaceTime, go on Instagram, post encouraging things. Please don't repost more fear and more panic. Post things that encourage people. Post things that re remind people of who God is and, and how God has been so good to us. Encourage people in that way. And uh, I, I believe, I'm believing and praying that this will soon be over and we'll, we'll come back together to fellowship and, and to do what God has called us to do, to do the greater mission of the church. The mission of the church is not completed, my friends. This is not the end. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people putting a lot of things about the end. There's no end coming. The end is not now, okay? The mission of the church is in full motion, and the glory of God is going to fill the earth. I know that there are numbers and things and you know, facts to deal with, but that doesn't stop the kingdom. So please, uh, be engaged. Be intentional about speaking life, encouraging people, depositing hope in the lives of those around you. I also want to ask you, uh, please don't allow the need for social distance to hold you back in your generosity. And make sure you go online on, on, the, on the church website, in our case, renewallifechurch.org and click on online giving 
and make sure you do your part for us, the church, to keep up with the responsibilities. We have financial responsibilities to keep up with. So do, do that. And for those of you watching from other places around the world, listen, support your local church. Support your pastor. Make a call. Pray. Give. Be there for this time because this is a challenging time for, for many, many churches across the world. So I want to declare this blessing over you. A few months ago, we were uh, speaking here at church about the Hebrew shin blessing. If, for those of you that remember, uh, out of Numbers uh, chapter 6, and now we were blessing each other and, and prophesying over each other. So I want to speak and, and declare and prophesy this over you. And I, I, I hope you do it to your children, your family, your household, and, and do that over the people in your sphere of influence. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. That's what I'm praying right now. That you would go to bed tonight in peace. Resting in God. Your heart fully loaded with the word of God. Understanding that whatever may come. I'm dwelling in the secret place. Amen? I hope you're encouraged, and I'm, I'm going to continue to pray for each of you. I have a list of names, and I go through, and I pray every day. Ask God to strengthen you, to comfort you, to cause you to overcome. But um, I want to pray for you right now and believe that uh, God indeed will do even now these very things we're talking about. Amen? Please pray with me. Father, I thank you that we are in your presence right now in a quality of children of God. God, I thank you that we have full access to the throne room, to your very presence. I thank you, Lord, that because of the life of Jesus and the blood of the Lamb, we are now able to enter into this place of the throne room into the Holy of Holies, into a place with no restriction and no limitation where we can fellowship with you, Father. And Lord, as we look to you today, Lord, we agree with the word and we say yes and amen to the words that have been spoken and given to us to be the guidelines of our lives, even in such a time as this, God. Father, I pray that you would cause our hearts to overcome, our minds to be renewed, and that fear be removed and hope be restored. Fear be undone and hope be restored. And that faith would arise within our hearts, God. Father, I'm praying for uh, all the people that are working tirelessly, so hard, doing double shifts, all the people trying to, from law enforcement to medical to truck drivers to all the people trying to do all they can to help us overcome, strengthen them, help them to overcome. God, I'm praying for those that have been cut on their hours from work. I'm praying for those that are struggling or being laid off and now there's financial challenges. I'm praying for the church here and the churches in our community that are looking at what can be done. God, we bring in all this to you today. And God, we know whom we have trusted. We know whom we have trusted. 
And without being anxious about anything, we give these things to you. And God, I pray that this week, our fellowship of believers would indeed dwell in the secret place of rest in your presence. Father, strengthen every family. Heal every person. Bless every son, every daughter, every mother, every father, every grandmother, every grandfather, every friend, every colleague at work, oh God. Lord, we look to you. You are our Jehovah Jireh. No one else is. You are. You are our Savior. There is no other. You are the Savior. So we look to you today, Lord, and I pray that you would bless every family, every home, every gathering, every marriage, every relationship, even during this time, God. God, we pray that indeed you would heal our world. Heal us now, God. Heal us and cause us to overcome and be done with this, God. Heal us so we can go back to the call, the higher call that we have received, Lord. Father, we thank you for the work that you can do in the deepest places of people's hearts by the work of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do the work that we cannot do, that words cannot do, that songs cannot do, that you would visit, invade the deepest places of our hearts and minds and draw us back to that place of stability. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. And we take confidence. We renew our hope in you. Knowing that what's to come is in your hands, God. Knowing that you're ruling from the throne. We take confidence and we say, Amen. 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 And amen. Pray with somebody. Bless somebody. Connect with somebody. Voice it. Speak it. And, and, and make sure that you pour hope into someone and stay tuned for updates we're going to continue to come on and do all we can to encourage you love you all and uh, thank you for your time god bless you and pray for somebody in jesus name amen amen Amen.